to Minority Corner with an Eke and James, the, the Wonder, Wonder Twins, Twins of podcasting. podcasting. Learn, laugh, play. It's like Blue's Clues, only it's more black, queer, and ladylike. This week on Minority Corner. What are we talking about? Scooby Dooby. Scatty. And some dancing, too. Stop it. You're like Sammy Davis right now. Am I watching Fosse Burton right now? I auditioned. I didn't get it. I'm air tapping now. Um, No, we're not going to do any of that this week. We're talking about Mary Poppins. Ooh, yes. What does she do? You don't want to know. Okay. Well, I know she cleans houses. Okay, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, and I'm going to be talking about, so the Mueller report came out. <laughs> and I think that there's something that really hit close to home. Essentially okay. how I, black activists were manipulated, black activist movements were manipulated to help get Trump elected. Ah, uh, shit. We were hacked, we have an illegitimate president, and we're going to focus on one part of that 400-page report. Oh, lordy. Uh, just one little section. I, I'm ready to jump in. Um, also, uh, there's Homecoming, Beyonce. Yes, we talked a lot about that. Yes. And uh, just so much to unpack with that. So much to unpack with that. And also, um, slavery marketing is making a comeback. From what? <laughs> yeah, it's back. We know no one asked it to, <laughs> but it's coming back. There's a... Why? Why so much? Yes. Ooh, and stick around to the end because I have five hot topic headlines. You're going to need it in the very end because this episode it's gonna it's not gonna go to it's gonna go to a place where you're gonna it's information packed yeah might not be the most uplifting but you know what we have fun while we're talking not all information makes a giggle no but we'll be, be back for some celebratory giggles in the end with five amazing things that are happening that are gonna make you feel pumped and great yes God. We're doing this. I don't know why. I almost just said slavery, slavery as why? the opening. No! Don't know. We'll get there. Because I we're put we're a pin. I'm already ready for it. it. But I, I usually like for our opening I go energy energy. Right, he does. Um and yeah, so almost went to slavery really slavery. Wanted, it's like the opposite of energy energy. Yeah. I well, what I wanted him to say was happy Easter Monday. Which is what? Yes. Why is that? When did that become a thing? I think it's British. Oh, because the first it popped up on my calendar. It did too, and I said that to Andrew, and Andrew was like, "There's no such thing as Easter Monday." And then I was looking through Instagram today, and Naomi Campbell was like, "Happy Easter Monday," being sexy on an Easter bunny. So I was like, "Maybe it's British." Oh, but like I know people who because I went out to breakfast this morning, and there are people who took they took they like, "Oh, I have the day off. It's Easter Monday." What? It says, "Are we in like a bizarre world where we're in a different reality?" all of a sudden like this is a thing I don't know who gets days off for Easter Monday we do now apparently I don't I didn't my work is sending emails <laughs> you're like so, I don't need these I know oh well a work as a mother is never done oh well there's that too. you don't get it I was it talking about my job job I, the one that yeah. actually pays me oh that's mother true mother doesn't pay you you know what <laughs> that's true that get on that congress mean. get on that I know so something exciting happened yeah Yes, tell me. It was released on Netflix. Ooh, Midnight Drop. You might have heard about it. Maybe, I don't know. Homecoming, Beyonce. A Beyonce film. Oh, okay. I knew there was an extra title. by Beyonce. I was watching it as like, I was, for Saturday morning, at my friend Edgar's house, Mm -hmm. recovering from the previous night's drinking. That's a fun 
recovery, actually. Didn't realize, and I'm not complaining. Okay. But didn't realize like how long it was. It's, like I, yeah. I thought it was just like, oh, we're just gonna dip in and watch the. It's a journey. So buckle up. You're going to that concert. And you're getting the documentary behind the scenes. In like artsy, talking over the phone, black and white, cutting. I lo- loved it. Like yeah. you know, because I love like how things are. I know you love this too. Like how things get made. Yeah. Tell me how the sausage is. Super exciting because we grew up watching them making the video, yes. the pop up videos. Yes. Give me the insights. It's so true. It's like an extended making the video yes. for the concert. Making yes. The concert. Making the concert. And I was realizing this too. I haven't actually seen Beyonce's been very private for like, I would say the last ten years. I would even like, say more. Yeah, she like earlier when she was just humbum Beyonce of Destiny's Child. Like people forget, like it took a yeah. long time. Beyonce's been around since nineteen ninety eight. She's been churning it, and it's not until single ladies hit did she hit that saturation mark where it's like right. your grandmother knew who she was. It's the truth. She you know? didn't reach Michael Jackson's status. Yes, mm-hmm. and, and, and so like so she wasn't always this icon. You know, no, she was just a part of a girl group. Yeah, and like doing. Carmen, the hip opera, like, and it was an Austin Powers. Nobody cared. You know what? She was like Nicole Scherzinger, or whatever. Pussycat girls were. Yeah, yeah she, was. she was. like the lead Destiny right. Child. Girl. Yeah, and like you and I knew her, yeah, but like of Aunt Sharon didn't. It. No, not at all. Aunt Sharon was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And so what I found so refreshing. I was like, I feel like I got to meet Beyonce. Again, oh. it's been such a long time since I've seen her like laugh or do an. And she doesn't really do interviews. Uh, like, so I'm guessing you didn't watch her other HBO special, "The Life Is But a Dream." <laughs> I guess I did not, because you're like, oh, I got to meet her then. I know her. <laughs> you don't know Beyonce? I did. Yeah, I go. Well, I do now. Well, she's always private, but I would say, like, to go off of what you're saying, yeah. she shared the most of herself in this by yeah. admitting certain things and showing fallacies, yes. which she never does. I loved, like, I watched, there's, there's a lot of it, like, she struggled yes. with, with, she had just given birth to twins. Yes. It was a very, like, harrowing pregnancy she had. She had fucking preeclampsia, yeah. which we were talking about. Last week. We had, she had high blood pressure, which mm-hmm. is the same with preeclampsia, they go hand in hand. She had toxema, which is, sounds scary as hell. Yeah. One of the baby's heart Stop beating. beating, yeah. And then when she went to go get birth, she was 218 pounds, mm-hmm. she said. Within a year, she's doing this, fucking Coachella. Uh, this two-hour concert special. And she, like, she, I, just seeing Beyonce struggle, not like, ooh, I want to see her struggle, but it's inspiring because it's like, it's challenging for all of us sometimes when yes. we're in our craft. And just to see her have to go through the challenge, she didn't know if she would be able to really put it together and be able to dance the way that she does. Yes. And it was hard because she wants to just be with her babies, but right. she's in rehearsals and the sacrifices she had to give. Thank God for that, because like last week's episode, we were talking about how it's like fucked up for like the myth of black women to be strong mm-hmm. and like, and it causes people to like not pay attention to black women. Yeah. Thank you, Beyonce, for being vulnerable because yeah. it shows that it isn't just so, oh yeah, she did this concert, she had babies, whatever, she's a strong black woman. No, she's a strong black woman because she struggled. Yeah. She had a hard time. Mm-hmm. And because she's a type A fucking <laughs> workaholic yeah. is the reason that she got this shit done. Yeah. And now it makes sense too because the Coachella thing was what a wild thing she put together. Like it was 
amazing. Holy it's shit, huge, amazing. epic. And now I'm like, oh, that's why she she worked on this for eight months. Eight months. And now when the Netflix special was released, I'm like, oh, that's why she put so much work on, into it because she wanted everyone to be able to have this thing, even yes. if you weren't at Coachella. She wanted to you. I, she wanted to create an iconic piece of 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 performance. Black culture. Black culture. Mm-hmm. Like I would say, most people, a lot of white people at Coachella, and they're mm-hmm. witnessing the first black woman to ever headline. Yes. Um, like uh, the Black Historical College. Which I feel like a lot of white culture doesn't pay attention to. Mm-hmm. And I mean, since I, my growing up understanding, neither of my parents went to HBCUs. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really know about it. Yeah. Um, I would say my only exposure would Was be... Was a different world? A different world <laughs> and school days, Spike Lee. Oh, yeah. And yeah. that's it. Yeah. So actually seeing this and like being able to be a part of it and then also some deep cut black things like the Negro National Anthem yeah. and like stepping. Right. Yep. And all of that. The um, fucking twirly. Oh, yeah. The twirl, baton twirl, the baton lady. lady. Yeah. Like all those things. That is like. Fun, deep cut, awesome black culture. Yeah. I just, I, I, if you haven't seen it, go see it. It's yeah. amazing. And also, I, like, it's also inspiring too because Beyonce says, spoiler alert, but she <laughs> said, <laughs> sorry to spoil the concert for you. Go watch the concert. Just go watch it. But she's like, um, you know, she's like, if I can do it, I'm just a country girl from Texas. Like, you know, like, I really love yeah, that. but then also you also have to be type A, anal retentive workaholic, too. But <laughs> I, I do love this idea that, like, everyone has, like, a gift. And, yeah. like, if you just, it doesn't matter where you're from. Like, so, like she didn't have the cards that were necessary. She worked, she worked, right. with a little hard work, you can achieve those things, you yeah, know? Yeah, do what, and also your calling isn't necessarily a Beyonce calling. Oh, it's yeah. Like, do what you feel like you yep. need to do in yourself to do. Yeah. I, on the other hand, have mm-hmm. a bone to pick with some of the responses that people have been giving oh, to yeah. Homecoming. And I feel like this has been happening a lot, especially with black women in popular culture. Um, I was scrolling through Facebook, as one does. Mm-hmm. Scroll, Not scroll, on my scroll. Phone because I don't have it on my phone. Good woman, good woman. Um, and this woman who I'm barely friends with, I think we all know <laughs> that you can be like barely friends with somebody. On Facebook? Yeah. Easily. I have... Like a friend of a friend of a friend or something sure. like that. Sure. Yeah. You met them at a picnic and... Right. And then you're like, oh, we're Facebook friends. Uh, yeah. And then six years later, they're still your friend. Yep. You're like, oh. So she posted a picture of Netflix advertising Homecoming. And it's a shot of Beyonce turning away from the camera, clearly emphasizing her booty, right? Yeah. And it looked... Great. Yeah. I and, saw the photo. Yeah. And so this woman who was like, I don't understand why women have to reduce themselves to sexuality to promote their art that they're doing. And I was just like, fuck you. Because mm. one, if you watch the fucking documentary, you would understand why. She yeah. worked goddamn hard, hard for that body. Yeah. yeah. They show her first rehearsal and she does not look nope. like that. She doesn't. She just gave birth. Yeah. So it's like having just given birth to and I'm nowhere near the way that she was because mm-hmm. I didn't give birth to twins. Right, yeah. Getting back into your body and getting it back to a place where you feel comfortable and sexy and wonderful mm-hmm. is an achievement. Mm-hmm. And you should be able to show off and your to body to promote it. your art. I feel like it's just a way for an undercover way for let's, I'm just going to white feminists yeah. to police black women's bodies. Right. Just going back to like Venus Hot and Tot. thinking the same thing. It's like, oh no, the she- scary black butt mm-hmm. of a woman mm-hmm. is going to like be sexual mm-hmm. to all the men mm-hmm. it's like no calm down if you're feeling that way about Beyonce flaunting her sexuality look into yourself mm-hmm. a little bit mm-hmm. you know like 
try to understand why you feel so challenged by something like that. If I see a pair of titties, I'm not like, <laughs> oh, I'm challenged. I'm scandalized. I'm like, there's a pair there's of titties. There's some titties. Because I'm comfortable with the female form. Yeah. Whatever way it is. Maybe get off your puritanical horse, lady. Yeah. So I unfriended her. Uh, good. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. As you do. I, yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing when, because you had mentioned this to me and it felt like I thought about Venus immediately. Mm-hmm. The Venus hot and tot, which we've talked about in the show. Um, just like this over-sexualization of black female bodies mm-hmm. that just continues to happen. Yeah, it's it's non-stop. And I'm all for black women reclaiming yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not for people saying it's, like, bad or disgusting. And I don't feel like Beyonce, it's not like she's this teen pop princess trying to, like get people to look at her stuff. Like, I don't... I never... No. It's when Beyonce does it, because we were watching... I went on a Beyonce rabbit hole. We started watching just all, like, her music videos. Yeah. And we stumbled on Beyonce. Yeah. Off of that. And there's, like, for some reason... I mean, I didn't... It's weird. I don't... I didn't look at it as, like, ooh, it's a sexy video. There's a lot of, like, you know, you know, cleavage and Body. boobs and bodies. Yeah. But I didn't think of it as, and maybe because I, I know Beyonce as an artist, mm-hmm. and I don't think of it as, like, she's trying to sell sex. Like, I don't, no, I don't she's ever... A, she's celebrating she's, sex. Yeah, and it doesn't, it never, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's different when, you know, when, you know, when, you know, Britney Spears is being sexualized. It's different. It's different because, because she's like a 17-year-old girl, and who's really in charge of this package? Is it really her? Right. But when Beyonce's doing it, I'm like, she's a grown-ass woman. She's doing what she want to do. Right, she don't need to sell shit. She got enough fans. Yeah, she could go. <laughs> I know. I I was driving. Yes. Well, my sister was driving. Okay. Actually, you we were, were a passenger. We were parked at a gas station. Okay. Actually, I saw this U-Haul truck mm-hmm. that really got my attention. Yes. It's essentially. So James posted it on Facebook. Too. <laughs> That's another did. thing. We're going back to Facebook. And I tell, if you be honest, like I have, I didn't even really read the whole entire thing at first. Mm-hmm. But it's essentially it's a woman. I was like, this looks... It's, it's, it's a of U-Haul. A, it's a U-Haul. Yeah. And it's a woman on the side of the U-Haul. It's this painted picture. And I'm like, that woman looks like a slave because she's holding a lantern. A lantern and her and head is wrapped. head wrap and old-timey slave-looking clothes. that regulation shawl that all <laughs> they, slave women oh, had. Gotta keep their shoulders warm. <laughs> In the South, the winter gets nippy. In the South? <laughs> In the... In Hot the, ass South the win- my shawl. The winter, it gets a little cold. The Delta breeze comes in. Stop it! Anyways, so she's... And there's a map. There's, like, a map there's in the a, background. Yeah, old-timey so, map. Old-timey map. It's and she died. There's a lantern, and she's looking like she's on the run. <laughs> and there's an old-timey house in the background. And so my brain is just like, this looks like a slave, slave woman <laughs> on the side of a U-Haul truck. And slave U-Haul indicators. moving. And yes. I'm just like, wait, what yes. is happening? It talks about the Ontario Underground Railroad. So slavery, yes. And then it says, like, oh, yeah, it says, where will you go next? That's what I posted. <laughs> Did you like that? <laughs> yeah. And there's like this like where is she going next? Like she's moving, she's gotta get a truck. She's escaping. <laughs> and then it says, Did you know? There's like under the bottom, it's like did you know, abolishing slavery decades earlier than the U.S., Canada became a haven for enslaved people seeking freedom? How did conductors assist thousands? Learn about paths to liberty at uhaul.com. As a little caveat, yeah. U-Haul likes to do these little fun facts sure. on the side of their trucks, but yeah. normally it's like a crane, <laughs> and it goes, oh, have you been to Florida to check out the egret? <laughs> Oh, it's a flower. Oh, uh-huh. the California poppy. Blah, 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 blah. 
this is alarming and jarring because you're just, I'm not expecting it. And, you know, like, I understand. This is like, here's my thing. Yeah. This is a sign that ain't no black people working at U-Haul. Hello. Because I understand the intention and what you're doing. This is jarring for black people to see. And yes. I had friends who were defending it. Like, I don't see the problem of, because I posted on Facebook. I don't see the problem. Like, this is a good thing to know. We need to be able to talk about slavery. This stresses me out. Yes, we should talk about slavery. But I don't need to see it on the side of a U-Haul truck as want, I'm moving. I don't want my slavery to be a token <laughs> factoid. Fun fact, did you know? Next to fucking egret and the California poppy. No, let's make a movie about this. Let's let's teach uh, it in school. I don't know. Let's do a Netflix series. Like, I'm fine with that, but I don't need you on the side of my... It's jarring. There's sometimes you gotta look at, like, who's the audience for this for? And think about, like, for black folks, again, I want to talk about slavery. Black people don't want to be reminded that their ancestors were held <laughs> captive by this nation. On a moving truck. On a moving truck, when they're trying to just move their couch, or just sit in static, yeah. next to a U-Haul, <laughs> staring at this pumping gas. Cartoon slave, slave woman, woman staring at just you. Trying to escape imprisonment. And it's also weird because it is, it's a weird thing to put on a moving truck, because it almost seems like it's tongue-in-cheek, because she is technically moving. But, like, what <laughs> the hell? So it's weird. It's just not the right, it's not the right time and place. Because when you hear slavery, the all the background to that is rape, murder, mm-hmm. selling, mm-hmm. dehumanizing, mm-hmm. chattel, yeah. forced breeding, separation of family, auction lines. It's a horrible connotation that bubbles up for black people. Yeah. And I want to point this out because it's another slave marketing thing that's happening right now is Ancestry.com. thought it would be a fun little <sighs> token to have... A little snippet where it's a black woman with her regulation shawl. (laughs) They always got the shawls. Running in the middle of the night to meet a white man. And the white man holds up a ring and goes, we can go north. That's a place where we can be together. And then it goes to Ancestry.com. And as I like to quote, my good friend Bethany tweeted (laughs) that that whole commercial basically says, maybe it wasn't rape. Oh, God. What the fuck is that? We can need to stop romanticizing um, slavery. Hello? And you know they're trying to get us to participate in Ancestry.com. Yeah, but they could do it in another way. Go back to African roots or something. Oh, my God. I would love to see that. Where's Queen Candace or whatever? Yeah, put a picture of Queen Candace and be like, she could be your great-grandmother. Yeah, not a... I want to find that out. And don't get us wrong. We are proud of our slave relatives. Oh, I love it. But I'm not proud of the rape that happened. I'm not proud of this country having fucking slaves. Yeah, not... Dicks. Yeah. It reminds me of... I think I don't know if we talked about this last week. But I know we talked about it before, but Siempre Bruja. Yeah, we talked about it last week. So it reminds me of that of just mm-hmm. like stop romanticizing slavery. Let's talk about slavery. Yeah, but let's not romanticize it because you know what it does when it has those romanticizing things. It makes it, it allows white people to feel like, oh well, maybe one of my ancestors were the good white people. And no, <laughs> you don't get to go down that pathway. You get to be uncomfortable. Yeah, and you no, stay uncomfortable. Your ancestors probably were dicks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shall we go to the corner? Let's do it. Okay. The Greatest Generation is a Star Trek podcast that destigmatizes the very idea of having a Star Trek podcast. <laughs> 
We're Ben and Adam, the hosts of The Greatest Generation, and the technology we've developed is that nobody knows what you're playing in your earbuds. You know, with legalization, it's easier than ever to find out what's in your buds. (laughs) But we suggest that you legally find The Greatest Generation wherever you download your podcasts. We'll send it to you in a discreet, unmarked package, (laughs) and nobody has to know but us. That's The Greatest Generation, the Star Trek podcast that you didn't know you needed, yet makes you feel like you belong. I'm what? Back. She's back. I got a corner. She, yes, she dies. I got a corner. She got a corner. And I'm back. And she's back. Do you want to know the name of this corner is? Um, yeah. Old racist ass Mary Poppins. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> she is back. She is back. I had a feeling. Is this new Mary Poppins or old Mary Poppins? Both. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I am intrigued. Good. Take us on a journey. Okay, so basically oh. this is from an article that I read in the New York Times mm-hmm. called... Mary Poppins and a Nanny's Shameful Flirting with Blackface by Daniel Pollock Peltziner. Okay. Well, okay. let me get in my... Just un- get my- uncomfortable. <laughs> I was going to say, let me get my uncomfortable chair. We've been basically talking about this. So. <laughs> Revving up to this. Okay. So, basically, Mary Poppins, we all love Mary Poppins. I love Mary Poppins. I'm indifferent. Okay. That's good. You're probably at a good place for that. <laughs> okay. Sorry. You're not ruining my childhood. Uh, I liked Mary Poppins, but I, you know what? I wasn't like... She's alright. It was too chitty chitty bang bang for me. Yeah, well chitty chitty bang bang is like the cornier <laughs> version of Mary Poppins. I just was never a fan of these like I don't like except in Roger Rabbit and Space Jam. I don't like my humans and cartoons mixing. But that barely happens in Mary Poppins. <laughs> it There's happens one scene. <laughs> it happens enough for That's... me. <laughs> it happens enough. It, it just, was legit one scene. It just seemed too goody goody gumdrop to me. I was like, I don't need my sugar and spoons and sauce. It's about women's suffrage. And- oh, really? Yeah. I think it's a long movie. I've, I've, okay. I've phased in and out of it and fallen asleep. You know who Mary Poppins is. I get her. She okay. cleans. She's a nanny. <laughs> you dope. It's a nanny, too. <laughs> she doesn't She's working. Okay. I, the biggest thing that I remember is she gets she cleans with her voo- magic. Okay. Yeah, that works. Okay. That. She cleans with her magic. I will accept that. And there answer. is a song about chimney sweeps and chim chimney, chim chimney, yeah, chim chim to Okay. Well, we'll get to it. Okay. Anyways, Sorry. This is more for the audience, though, I guess. <laughs> you, don't know Mary, you know who Mary Poppins she is. She is the jailer to my Mariah Carey. Yeah. I, I don't know her. You kind of, you have an idea. I'm aware of her. You're not going to like her after this. <laughs> so, okay, so in the 1964 Chitty Chitty Bang Bang version of Mary Poppins that James does not like, there's a scene where Mary Poppins, during her chimney sweep phase, <laughs> yeah. is going to go meet Dick Van Dyke, who plays the chimney sweep. Love him. By the way, apparently has the worst British accent. All British people hate his accent in the movie because it's like horrendous. Really? It's yeah. like, hello, governor. Basically. That's what my nice. It's exactly like that. <laughs> they are like, it's torture terror. Because yeah, like, like, he's basically like, <laughs> yeah. She takes the kids and like, you know, she takes kids on fantastical adventures and they go through a chimney and they end up covered in soup, right? Mm. And they're going to go hang out with other chimney sweeps. Uh-oh. And there's a gag. It's like a sight gag where she pulls out a compact and it looks like she's about to clean her face, but she powders on more suit. Mm. Which is kind 
kind of like, oh, it's a gag, ha ha ha. But also, if you know about blackface, you're kind of like, this is reminding me of uh, the Netherlands' Black Pete Day. Yeah. Which they tried to pass it off as why they're not getting rid of the day. They're like, some of its defenders are like, oh, that's just the black soot from all the dirt. People will fucking tap dance around anything to get some racism (laughs) in there. If you don't know about the history of Mary Poppins, you can kind of pass it off as a gag, which is what I've always done, yeah, and yeah. I'm sure everybody else has. But when you do the history of Mary Poppins, you're like, ooh, yikes. So, P.T. Tavers was the writer of the Mary Poppins books, which mm. the movie was based off of. Oh. Which P.T. Tavers actually hated the movie, but that's a whole other story that we're Were there several books? It. Yeah, I think it's like a series kind of thing. It's like, oh, a bunch of Mary Poppins adventures. Okay. More houses so, to clean. Yeah. She's a nanny! <laughs> Anyways, moving on. So, okay. So, in the P.T. Tavers book, Mm -hmm. there's a scene where a chimney sweep covered in soot comes into a house. And the housemaid yells, don't touch me, you black heathen. Nope. Exactly. So, the writer, P.T. Tavers, Mm -hmm. he don't like black people. She. Oh, she. (gasps) And then, on top of that, that same scene, the chimney sweep goes over to the cook, and the cook is quoted saying, if that hot and tot goes up the chimney, I shall go out the door. Which we talked about in the last thing. Hot and tot equals... The Venus hot and tot. And also just it's a bad name for black people. Right, yeah, yeah. It's a slur for black people and also South Africans. Yeah. So... Yeah, chimney sweeps were a sub in kind of, and the whole, you know, soot covered stuff is blackface. Yeah. Okay. So, so they were like, we want to keep it. We want to, we want to keep uh, close to the roots of the source material because we don't want the fans. The fans will be like, but where's the blackface moment? You just led me into the next part of this story. <gasps> oh no! I'm, okay. <laughs> so that was the 1964 Mary Poppins, right? Yes. A new Mary Poppins just came out with Lin Manuel Miranda and Emily Blunt. Mm-hmm. What wrong could happen then? I can't it's see any. Now. Yeah. They have diverse casting. 2018 it came out. It's a, it was fun and delightful. Right. Current times. Yeah. Okay, so let let me take you on a journey. Okay, all right. So, in Tavers' novel, Mary Poppins, which came out in 1934, Mm. there's a magic compass, right? Mm -hmm. And it transports Mary Poppins and the children she's watching, because she's a nanny. (laughs) (laughs) I know, but sometimes nannies clean, too. It's true. So, it transports her around the world, right? And they visit fantastical places. Mm -hmm. One of the places they visit includes a stop where they meet a scantily clad Negro lady dangling a tiny black pickaninny with nothing (gasps) on at all. Oh, what, what? What? <laughs> yeah. So Piccaninny, for those who don't yeah. know, is a bad name for a black kid. Mm-hmm. She addresses Mary Poppins in minstrel dialect. <gasps> what? Yeah. My, but dem's very white babies. You must use a little bit of black boot polish on dem. Fuck you, Mary Poppins. The Mary Poppins? Well, your character Mary Poppins sucks. So you're going to be happy about this. Okay. I was was delighted to hear about this part. Okay. So that little section was so controversial. Yes. (laughs) That San Francisco Public Library was like, we're banning this. Yay. Good job, San Francisco. Yeah, right? Yeah. And this is in the 1930s. I or don't later think so. I think on. It was later because okay. they ended up revising it in 1981. So uh, oh, probably it was way later. It took till 1981. Yeah, for them somebody to be was like, flipping through in San Francisco. Mm, was like, we need mm, to ban mm. this. So Tavers, PT Tavers, was like, fine. Oh my god! I <laughs> will grudgingly revise this. Ugh. 
<laughs> and so she changed the um, in a 1981 version. Damn. She changed the Negro lady into a hyacinth macaw, which is a bird. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, so the black now there's no black lady in it at no all. No black lady. It's now a bird. Okay. It's a, a macaw. You know the. But couldn't she just have had like a black woman in there that didn't have to be? Besides, okay. we're not dealing all with right. her shit. Okay. okay. Better for her not to write us in yeah, her stories exactly. at all. Also, Tavers claim that black kids love to read the Piccaninny dialect, which is like, shut up. You <laughs> don't know. <laughs> Ew. So she was like, I changed it because Mary Poppins tucked away in a closet is too sad for her. Okay. I don't, I'm not even going to give her her real quote because uh, yeah. fuck that lady. Yeah. Okay, so now the book from 1981 to current editions of Mary Poppins mm-hmm. does not have a black lady. It has a macaw, mm-hmm. right? Who does not speak in black dialect. Okay. Speaks in gentle English. Okay. All right? Okay. So, in the 2018 movie version of Mary Poppins, mm-hmm. um, Emily Blunt, who plays Mary Poppins, and Lin-Manuel Miranda, who plays a light a lamp lighter instead of a chimney sweep now. Oh, he upgraded. Yeah, he was like the fucking... Is he the Dick Van Dyke character? Yeah, and so, in the story, he like worked under Bert, the chimney sweep, and then he became a... Whatever, it doesn't okay. matter. Okay, moving so, on up. So, they sing a Cockney number called A Cover Is Not A Book. So, basically, they do a little song and dance number, and in that number, they talk about a lot of the different Mary Poppins stories that happen throughout the books. One of the stories recalls a macaw. Uh, The hyacinth macaw, right? In their singing goes, oh, this macaw is naked and she only wore a smile plus two feathers and a leaf. Okay. Uh Um, In the revised edition, the 1981 edition, it says nothing about the clothing of the macaw. Uh But in the original version with the black lady, mentioned her being naked, but with a crown of feathers. Oh, so they're doing a callback to this thing that was cut out, but why? Even worse, there's an illustration in the original 1934 edition of the book that shows a black lady and has a hut in the background. In the 1981 Macaw version, there's no... Okay. Hut, uh, or anything. Which should be our new source material. We're pretending like the old one doesn't exist. Let's go off of the 81. Why is the hut in the background of the dance number of Le Monroe, Miranda, and Emily Blunt? It's like an Easter egg for diehard Mary Poppins fans. <laughs> fucking racist. They're like, ooh, the racism's back. I know. Ooh. Why did they do that? For those hardcore fans. I get so... I'm so mad at that. That was unnecessary. Unnecessary. Okay, we, here's a deep cut. This is... Put your conspiracy theory hat oh, on now. Okay. We're going on fucking Neke Info Wars yes. right now. Are you also going to sell me vitamins yeah. and supplements and just yell for the next 20 minutes? Okay. <laughs> okay, so... Mickey Mouse was featured in a 1933 um, short called Mickey's Melodrama, mm-hmm. right? Which is basically a parody off of Uncle Tom's Cabin. Okay, yes. Let's, is, yeah, it's Disney. It's anti-slavery, but it's basically okay. showing black people and, you know, picking right. again. again, yeah. So, in that 1933 short, Mickey blackens his face okay. with dynamite oh, oh, oh. to play one of the characters called Topsy, which in the book is this wild-ass black kid who just has wild hair and is a caricature, right? Isn't Mickey already kind of black? Exactly. I'll get to that in a minute. I'll get to that in a minute. 
I just want to do my okay. Infowar connection. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. In the new Mary Poppins, Meryl Streep's character's name is Topsy. Okay. It's probably not connected because right. if you do, dig a little bit deeper, her character is based off of another character from the Mary Poppins book called Mr. Turvey, so like Topsy Turvey. Oh. But still, I wanted to call that up because it's Disney. Yeah. And they have negative past. They've got a really bad racist past. Mickey Mouse, just the plain image of Mickey Mouse is based off of minstrel shows. Right. Mickey Mouse is blackface from the get. Yeah. Then they have a 1933 short where he puts blackface on top of his original blackface design. Yeah. Which is fucking double blackface, which I am now proposing... <laughs> Disney owns Marvel. Mm-hmm. Disney owns Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Disney has Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. Disney has all these parks. Disney needs to give black people reparations. I'm on board with that. Mm-hmm. Because they've been making so much... Uh, they they make money it. off of blackface. Off of blackface. They have, from their, their whole entire Mickey Mouse started, oh, like you were saying, was from blackface. So that's a whole entire thing exists because they made money off of blackface. Yeah. Thank you. I agree. You- so... That's my story. And uh, Mary Poppins, first in line for giving us our money back. Give us our money. Come on. Because it's like a lot and of people. And then clean our black houses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With your witchcraft. With your magic. <laughs> so it's like. A lot of people are talking about reparations with the country, right? Mm-hmm. And how, like, black people deserve reparations, which I completely agree. And I do see it being kind of like, well, a lot of people who are against it are like, where's the money going to come from? Mm-hmm. A piece of me feels like so many industries have made money off of us and mm-hmm. have been able to exist because of us. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, Georgetown University was founded by Jesuits who owned slaves, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous because they were ex- escaping persecution from England to come over here to persecute people to have slaves. Their university was going to go out of business and they ended up selling hundreds of their slaves. And that's why Georgetown exists now. Wow. Georgetown owes black people money. Those specific families money. There should be a reparations tax on businesses that have made money off of black uh, black people, slaves, culture, images. images. Yeah. I support that. Because I think that's where the money is. These are billion dollar corporations. Disney is Scrooge McDuckin' it in some oh, water. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And wa- water and some money. And some money water. Money water. They're so rich that their water is money. Give us some money. Give us some money. No. <laughs> I like this idea about our... back to slavery marketing. <laughs> no. I just had it on the brain. <laughs> you do not need to be on that marketing team if you're coming up with that stuff. Hey, Disney, I got an idea. I know I'm the yeah. resident black guy. Um, We need the slavery land. No, they need reparations land where we just walk up and they give us some money and then we leave. Yeah. And uh, take out that the Ooga Boogas and the Jungle and the jungle Cruise. That alone, I deserve Oh, my God. Yeah. ride that ride. Or the... Uh, uh, Splash Mountain is based on uncle, the stories of Uncle Remus. Disneyland owes us <laughs> fucking reparation money! Give it to us, Mickey. Hi, I am Lori Kilmartin. And I'm Jackie Cashin. Together, we host a podcast called The Jackie and Lori Show. Uh, we're both stand up comics. 
We recently met each other because women weren't allowed to work together on, on the road or in gigs for a long, long time. And so our friendship has been unfolding on this podcast for a couple of years. Jackie constantly works the road. I write for Conan and then I work the road in between. We do a lot of stand-up comedy. And so we celebrate stand-up and yes. we also bitch about it. We keep it to an hour. We don't have any guests. We somehow find enough to talk about every single week. So find us. You can subscribe to The Jackie and Lori Show at MaximumFun.com org or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, bye. Woo woo! I want to keep this racism train chugging along. This one is essentially just fuck Russia. Okay, what's going on with Russia? All right, so the Mueller report came out. Yes. This hurt me to my core. Okay. The specific thing that was revealed in the Mueller report, it's 400 pages. People are going to be combing through this for a while because right, yeah. there's so much. Yeah. And it's also just misleading because of Barr's four-page like memo Fuck does not guy. cover... And luckily, watching The View, Sunny Houston was on break all last week, mm. and she's a lawyer nerd, so she spent all week reading like it? reading it. So just yeah, gonna... This comes from The Root. The report on the investigation into Russia mm-hmm. on the interference in the 2016 presidential election. Essentially, Russia used black grassroots organizations to help Donald Trump become president. Oh, God. Russia's initial intent uh, was to provoke and amplify political and social discord. Right. That's essentially what they, you know, were doing. And they did it. And they did it. And also, this goes back to, uh, I feel like this is part of their measure. I'm going to talk about that documentary on Hulu called Active Measures. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely recommend going back and, like, looking at that. Like, Russia is, or, I, the world's biggest threats mm. like Trump is peanuts to me. Russia is like the world's biggest threat. I mean, like the Russian like oligarchs and you know, yeah, not Putin. Russian people. <laughs> well, I mean, some of them are co-signing on what you know he's yeah, doing, but I not mean, like yeah. all Russian yeah, people. Exactly. Uh, but Putin is our, the, I think, the world's biggest threat right now. Okay, yeah, yeah. He's KGB. He cannot be trusted. He is very dangerous. Yeah. So it evolved into a targeted operation by the early 2016 to favor candidate Trump and disparage candidate Clinton. And this is coming from the Mueller report. This mm. is what they're finding. Are. Frequently, they would target and hack our democracy, and by doing so, would target like black activist movements. So, Russia created the Internet Research Agency, the IRA. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of it. Okay, yes. So, they used the IRA to harness social media and internet personas as a means of influencing voters. Mm. So, volume one in the report, and kind of just kind of, I'm just going to read this. This is just straight from the report. Do it. Initially, the IRA created social media accounts and pretended to be the personal accounts of U.S. people. By early 2015, the IRA began to create larger social media groups or public social media pages that claimed falsely to be affiliated with U.S. political and grassroots organizations. In certain cases, the IRA created accounts that mimicked real U.S. organizations. More commonly, the IRA created accounts in the names of fictitious organizations and grassroots groups and used these accounts to pose as anti-immigration groups, Tea Party activists, Black Lives Matter protesters, and other U.S. social and political activists. Yeah, they hacked us. They literally hacked our social media system to fool people. But even for me, it's like deeper than that. Like, they they attacked the black community. Mm. They co-opted civil rights. Like uh, a beautiful yeah. movement. Right. This is attacking our history. Right. So it cuts for me, it's so much even deeper, yeah. you know? And mm. they, they manipulated yep. our movement's 
our struggles and our voices. Mm-hmm. So on Facebook, the IRA, IRA created groups like Black Matters, Blacktivists, Don't Shoot Us, to either drum up support for Trump or to denigrate Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. and just any enthusiasm for mm-hmm. her. So the IRA would purchase mostly negative ads uh, to- about Hillary, uh, just showing her in a, a negative light. On April 6, 2016, the IRA bought Facebook ads for the Black Matters account, calling for followers to take a photo with hashtag Hillary Clinton for prison 2016 or hashtag no Hillary 2016. Black Matters eventually evolved into a full news site covering African-American news and information under uh, subtle anti-Hillary undertones. Oh my God. They pretended to have a full staff of black writers and journalists. Pretended to. Pretended to. Including black-sounding Tylisa Hyde. Stop it! Yes. And Jan Big Davis. That sounds fake. Yeah, but Tylisa like... Tylisa Hyde would have been fake. I mean... <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, Tylisa Hyde, but like they're... Ty- Jan, Jan Big Davis. Come on. Uh, they're fake. And according to Think Progress, only one of the writers had any identifi- identifiable information, which actually turned out to be false. God, they fully fake this shit. Yeah, this fucking, it hurts. Like, it cuts so deep, but it's so personal beyond just us as American getting high. I just, like, I think back to just all of our civil rights leaders, you know? And the and the beautiful work that Black Lives Matter is doing, and they co-opted it. Destabilizing trust. Yep. So, posts were shared with hundreds of thousands of people, and included in a network of real, and even then real activists also started, like, seeing some of these things, and mm. retweeting and reposting things. Activists started podcasts, filmed hip pop videos and started a YouTube channel all financed through the efforts of Russian actors. What the hell? Yeah. I'm kind of glad we didn't have any funding in the in a minute because we would have been targeted. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Um, site included posts from real life activists. It was a real life activist, uh, Marshada Cardine Randall, who did actually end up speaking at the St. Louis's Women's March, mm. um, but got caught up in all these fake posts and things. Which I get, understand. Like, there's so much information that is happening and. You just wouldn't think that there'd be a fake organization. I would not have thought. I wouldn't. <laughs> Never trust a source, your local librarian says, but I get caught up in it too. It's, it's so easy when you're getting so much information and, and, and the passions are, are writing so hard and right. so high. Right. And the algorithms are just sending you more and more of these things. Um and so Black Matters uh, still has a news site. Get it down. <laughs> Their last story was... It's into called the- Black Matters Us? Black Matters Us. What? Black Matters U.S. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Black Matters Us. You should have known it was like, Russian. Um... <laughs> I don't think that's how we say it. <laughs> so, um, so they, uh, the last story was printed in 2017. Thankfully, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter have been, they've suspended their accounts. Good. Sa- Facebook and Twitter have eventually suspended hundreds of accounts linked to 12 Russians indicted, uh, from the special counsel investigation. Um, but they were spreading hashtags like, um, hashtag don't vote. What? Yeah. So there's one tweet that's like, uh, it says voting. There's a voting box. It's like a cute little cartoon <laughs> with like a hand lo- with a chain on it. Though. You love a little cute little cartoon, I mean, a little political cartoon. Lo- it's like fucking um, um, Schoolhouse Rock. It is. And it says, it's by the Sarah Nicole. This is black people. Hashtag don't vote. And, and it's, it's like two options. Obey or obey. And you check like obey mm-hmm. as one vote. And then this is uh, Tariq Nasheed, who's not real. <laughs> 
Russian bot. Well, vote for Trump and see what happens to blacks. Face reality of two choices. Hillary, Trump, pick one. And he's like, I pick neither. Hashtag, Hashtag don't vote. And he has a little American flag next to his name. Oh, this is so sinister. This is so like shadow. Yeah. It's meant to do what exactly it what it did, which <laughs> is cause distrust, cause the destabilization, cause chaos, chaos, which gets us to the point where we have this dipshit as our president and all of these nefarious people cause this. It's an attack. It is we, an attack. We absolutely were attacked. Full attack. And, because wars don't make sense anymore. And they're too expensive. Mm-hmm. And like I talked about like, the active measures, Russia tried to invade the country of Georgia. They don't have a strong military. They lost that invasion. Mm-hmm. So it's easier for them to, to attack countries and destabilize from within yeah. and put people who are very pro-Russia and get them elected. Because mm-hmm. Trump is pro-Russia. It's true. And so, oh, and the IRA did not just stop with social media, though. They created Black Fist... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh god they're terrible you know, I hate to say this but it is kind of interesting to see a Russian's take on a, black, what, America. black America yeah black matters us black fist and of course like their icon is like a bunch of black fists in the yeah, air yeah like Nasjeed or whatever and so what they did is they their black fist apparently was made with a primary concern with black people protecting themselves and knowing the law so they hired New York martial artist instructor Omwa Adewale to teach a self-defense class in Astoria, New York. Yeah. And he did not know that it was coming from Russia. He was paid $320 per class and he was told to take pictures. Oh my God! His contact was Taylor, who he only met over the phone. And this happened in dozens of places across the country where people were uh, being contacted by Taylor and uh, he was paying personal trainers, boxing instructors, and martial artists to teach um, self-defense to African Americans, but only if they would take pictures. So then they could use these pictures for their tea party sites and be like, look, they're getting ready to attack. (laughs) Yes! Wild. Wild. So they were, uh, yeah, to prey upon uh, white fe- fe- fears of an uprising. This is, this is nuts. The IRA also organized rallies in November. Uh, they had hosted like uh, Confederate rallies in Houston. Oh just drudging up anger and on hostility both on both fucking sides. This is what, and people just fell right into it. Fell into it. it. We got, like, this is war. This is oh, a yeah. new, we or been attacked. I would say it's more destructive than, it, like, a like a full on some an invasion, yeah. so, like physical invasion or a physical like bomb dropping or something, because this is eroding it from within. Yeah, and we essentially do it to ourselves. Yeah, it's us doing the damage and killing each other. Like the calls coming. From, yeah. It's almost like somebody looked at the history of America, mm-hmm. watched the PBS documentary <laughs> by Henry Louis Gates on Reconstruction, yeah. and was like. Oh, they already kind of... Let's just poke it a little bit. Let's judge up some of this. And that's all they kind of really did was just do a little poking. And then we took care of the rest of it. There was another Twitter account. There was Twitter accounts that played up the anger that, you know, white folks had. To those people, there was a tweet that said, To those people who hate the Confederate flag, did you know that the flag and the war wasn't about slavery? It was all about money. And that got, like, over 40,000 retweets and responses. Fucking misinformation. And that goes back to, like, the romanticizing of 
of slavery and stuff. And people read that tweet and they're like, oh, oh, okay. We weren't racist. <laughs> I feel like all the slave marketing, like, does it fall back to like Russia? Like what's oh, happening? Yeah, maybe. There is like plants. You know what? They could be. They could have, like they're honestly to this day, they're still finding, you know, the TV show, The Americans. Oh yeah. It's based on real truth. And they're still finding like there's these plants, these like Russian plants of families who were, and these kids don't even know they were born here and they had what no idea. What a weird life. Oh yeah. So the IRA also created anti-immigrate uh, other social media uh, Twitter accounts like at America First, which gained 24,000 followers. Oh, and at Pamela underscore more 13, which you know they're trying to go for like suburban house mom. I know. Uh, she spread racist memes and was ret- <laughs> and she was retweeted by Sean Hannity, Donald Trump Jr. and other conservatives. What? Other conservatives. Remember, she's not a real person. And she uh, had over 70,000 followers. Just Pamela Moore <laughs> underscore 13? <laughs> they didn't even try with that one. They were trying to cover from that different angles because like they, they were just like, just like the lady next to you in a cubicle. And that was the point. I know. That's what they were like, oh, Pamela Moore 13 because the other Pamela Moores were taken. Oh my God. And then Don't Shoot Us, uh, their group had over 250,000 followers. Um, and the IRA uh, controlled accounts may have reached over 126 million people. Wow, it worked. And the question is, did this affect the election? Yes. <laughs> no shit. Well, digging deeper, I mean, Hillary Clinton received the lowest percentage of the white vote. Uh, she got 37% of any presidential candidate, Democrat or Republican, in 32 years. Wow. So they scared white people away from her wow. uh, because of all the things that they did. And according to the Washington Post, more than one third of the 4.4 million Obama voters who stayed home during the 2016 presidential election were black. And so, I mean, it's hard to say these things specifically work, but I mean, as I know that I probably, I'm looking back, I probably have seen some of these don't oh, shoot sure. us yeah. and, 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 it it sucks and it hurts because we were personally attacked and again for me it's like it's one like going for the black community like this it's just like fuck you Russia we don't need that like we have enough going on you co-opted our struggle our journey it just makes me so sick to my stomach it's so evil and malicious yeah we were attacked it's awful it's ridiculous it's like I just can't get over how invasive I'm trying to like wrap my words around it because it's it's a lot because it actually it's like of course I'm angry and upset and you know all of that I have to say that as a comment because what I'm going to say right now is probably going to be a little controversial (laughs) uh oh but it's deeply fascinating the strategic of it Mm -hmm. the tactic and the strategic in how they did it and Mm -hmm. how it worked it worked and and using the research and understanding the country and seeing the points of view Mm -hmm. and knowing which buttons to push Mm -hmm. and how people just fell into the trap Mm -hmm. If I was an alien, I would be deeply fascinated with sure, this. Yeah. I would be like, wow, this is That's really incredible cool. how they did it. But being an American, being a black American, <laughs> like, sucks. Well, I hate yeah, it. Yeah. I'm just like, God damn it. Cyber warfare. We're in the age of cyber warfare and how cost it's so cheap for them. Like It's just some people in a warehouse plugging away at their computer. And we ate it up. We ate it up. And we just completely fell apart. And it's lasting repercussions. People are still reeling from this. Yes. I've just now started. I have been thinking like, 
I don't think we can recover from this. Mm-hmm. And just watching the reconstruction thing, like I said before, made me realize, oh, it this just happens all the time. It's a cycle. But yeah. to know that it was a stoked fire, yeah, and it wasn't a fire that just bubbled up like right. it naturally does in America. Mm-hmm. It was a fire that literally was provoked by another country in a tactic of war that kind of is like, oh, we're just going to dismantle that. It, I'm going to need to think about this yeah, for a while because yeah. it's just fascinating how we just literally ate ourselves from inside. From the inside. And, like, and like the, the scary thing for me and the sad thing for me is that, to me, I feel like this should be a unifier for us as Americans mm-hmm. on both sides to come to the, to the table and say, we got fucked over. That's not going to but we both, we all got fucked over on the same side. That like we all got manipulated. We should all be angry and uniting against a Russian front. That I, we were at war. I, that yeah. that is war. They went to war on us, and 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 there's no one's talking about it in this way. I don't. There should be Republicans and Democrats on both sides. There's no initiatives because we have a lot of people who are in Congress who don't understand how the internet even fucking works. And there's there's no plans to safeguard us. There should be more. Uh, all right, Facebook. What are you doing? Like Twitter, what are you doing? What are you doing to check the legitimacy of these of these people? And 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 you are a private community, and you actually can like freedom. Like we've gone off on this like whole entire what freedom of speech means. Freedom of speech is to protect the private citizens from their government. Right, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. But if you're an organization, you you can create a say a space where it's like we're not going to tolerate X, Y, and Z. I know. And these companies need to step up. And and you're an American company. Your country. When got attacked through your business, what are you going to do to fix it? I know. I completely agree with you. And I, my nihilist viewpoint of it is people value their hatred and Mm. value their money over this. Yeah. They are like, Oh yeah. Thanks for reminding me that I hate these people. Mm -hmm. Cool. Thanks. Thanks. You know, and 2020 is coming right around the corner and you know, they're gonna, they're gonna, we've done nothing to protect ourselves. 2020 is terrifying now. I mean, 2018, I was stoked about cause it actually felt like we had momentum and people were going to go out and vote and there was like some uplifting. Yeah. I, I'm still trying to pump that. We yeah. need to pump it for 2020, Ooh. but I, I do feel a little bit. I'm just kind of like, because uh, like people, and I hate to say this, but Nancy Pelosi is not doing enough for the Democratic Party that I would like. Is not doing enough for the major Democratic majority that we actually have, right. that we we voted for. Mm-hmm. In fact, I feel like there are a lot of Democrats that are holding back the party mm-hmm. from actually progressing forward mm-hmm. to take some action that would mem- give momentum to the rest of us. Yeah, and that makes me scared for 2020. Mm-hmm. I. I'm just hoping that this, what you're saying, spreads more. Yeah. Because this is what people need to hear. Right. This is what people need to understand. Yeah. That it it pitted our own faults against ourselves. And in that retrospect, we need to then put our own faults aside. Yeah. Yes. We need to step away from yeah. that in order to get us back to going again. Yeah. But unfortunately, I feel like sometimes, especially with when it comes to hatred, it just boils too deep and it's too ingrained in a lot of people's psyche yeah. for them to quit it. They mm. just can't quit hatred. Yeah. I do hope that more of this information starts to come out for everybody to understand so that we can have a better mindset sort of, you know, uh, of going forward. We have to stop this. Mm-hmm. It's it's just madness. Like, again, and the anger is just bubbling up too much and we need to... And a lot of it's, like, fake and made up. Mm-hmm. Like, they're poking, they're stirring these fires. 
so on a plus side, um, this Harry's, a men's shaving. Yeah. Oh, you saw the ad? No, but I've gotten Harry's oh. for family members. Well, you're going to love them even more. Okay. They have a men's shaving ad that has a, uh, a trans guy in the lead. Yeah. Yeah. It's really amazing. They say you can, like, they're shirtless and they just finished shaving and they said you can have a shave. You can shave to feel like you. We're not here to question when, why, or how you shave. In fact, we're not even here to suggest that you have to shave at all. But if you do shave, we're, Buy here, product. we're here for you. <laughs> and we're at Walmart and Target. You know what? I'm down for that. I thought that was cute. That's good. Oh, this one came out yesterday for Easter Sunday. It's okay. Easter Monday and a little bit Easter Friday when you're listening to this. <laughs> Easter week. It's the Easter week. Happy Easter week. Uh, Pope Francis said that those who reject gay people don't have a human heart. Good. Pope fucking Francis. Uh, he you guys met with this British comedian, Stephen K. Amos, who's black, and he was uh, on this BBC show that questions about like faith and spirituality. And um, he said that, you know, looking for answers in faith, but as a gay man, I don't feel I am accepted, is what the comedian said. And then um, Francis said, giving more importance to the adjectives than the noun, this is not good. We are all human beings and have dignity. It does not matter who you are or how you live your life. You do not lose your dignity. There are people that prefer to select or discard people because of the adjective. These people don't have a human heart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's amazing coming good. from the Pope. Yeah. That's huge. That's really good. Um, and he's done, I guess, a lot of other stuff, too. He said, uh, this is like earlier, he said in Spain that um, being homosexual, it's not a sin. Um, he said God made gay people and loves them that way. Good. That is big. Now he needs to renounce those pedophile priests. I think that in the article he did mention something about that. I okay, didn't highlight that. You know what? <laughs> it's just the quick news. Yeah, this I is just the quick news hour. Something that's really amazing has happened. Maybe you heard about this. Uh, fundraising efforts, um, two million and, and because people have been donating to Notre Dame mm-hmm. and it inspired other people to start giving to those three uh, black churches in Louisiana that were oh, burnt down. Good. They had a fundraising goal to get to two million dollars and they did it. I love it. So I do love, people were like, wait a minute, but that's a church all the way over there. Yeah. These three black churches which was a hate crime yes. and it, that guy not was an accident not an accident and it was found to be a hate crime which I really grab that that I'm was found they stated it they did good. yeah um, and also, then I mean I do want to say it's sad that Notre Dame burned down because that is history oh absolutely but, but it's billions of dollars and it's a lot of money and people will jump for something like that instead of things that actually need it right yeah no absolutely and uh, yes and I, I, I and here's the thing if Notre Dame was like this I think if it was like a black church church or something. I don't think... Nobody would say boo. Nope. If it was like a church in Africa. Who gives a fuck? Yep. Um, okay, I think this last one. Uh, this one excites me. I don't like calling her this. Just do it. Auntie Maxine. Ugh, it's so, it's it makes like, me uncomfortable. I mean, I, I don't mind what black she's, people do. Yes, they? agreed. Mm-hmm. And if, But if she's okay with it, then all right. Congresswoman so, Maxine you. Waters. Right. So Congresswoman uh, Maxine Waters, chairwoman, uh, she's the chairwoman of the financial uh, House Financial Services. Uh-huh. So she's introducing a bill, H.R. 1856, and uh, the Ending Homeless- Homelessness Act yeah. of 2019. I love it. Um, she just is pretty much, she's like, America is too rich of a nation, and it's insane that we have these issues. Yes. Um, she's like, it's time for Congress to step up and provide the resources uh that these people need. And there's a lot of like, yeah, so I'm just, I just, again, just a great sign of like this Congress is getting in there and doing shit. Yes. Um, so I want to just throw a lot of like Things amazing, are getting done. 
fun. Like, there's a lot of amazing things that are happening, That's and I good. wanted to throw that out there. We needed it at the end of this episode. <laughs> you really take. I mean, it's good to be reminded of all the bad that's happening, but it's also good to celebrate the good things that are happening. Some good things are moving along, trucking yeah, along. Yeah, because as I, like, things are cyclical in terms of, yes. like, the racism and stuff like that that I was talking about, reconstruction, but every cycle, there's some, some leading off of good. <laughs> yes, absolutely, know? yeah. Like, reconstruction happened, now it's happening, you know what? I have a master's degree and I work as a librarian in a university that isn't segregated. So yeah, things are progressing right. forward. Absolutely. And it takes sometimes these little like speed bombs for us to be like, whoa, 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 what? Uh-uh. Yeah. Oh, no, we're not doing that. Okay. So there's that. So let's just keep moving forward. Yeah. Well, what another great episode, Miss. We did it. Uh, once again, just so great being able to stare at your face. Yeah. And in have person. you here. It's just wonderful. I know. And then you go back across the country. Going back across the country. By the time you guys are listening to this, you'll be there. I'm already there. Wave at me in New York if you're there. Oh, they can't wave at your billboards anymore. They're gone because the health insurance is over. <laughs> like, well, I mean, like, signing up for it. Okay. <laughs> Signing up for health insurance, the boat is sailed. So yeah, I'm gonna go home and my face won't be everywhere. Oh uh, yeah. And soon again. Yeah, you know what? It's this so face is cool. coming back. You're right. Your Just- face will arise again this <laughs> Easter Monday. <laughs> All right, well, thank you for listening to Minority Corner. Because together we're the, the majority. majority. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.